Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. You know what time it is. It must be Christmas time when we're all watching Die Hard 24 hours a day at Christmas, right, Matt? Of course, Mike. Well, that's my co-host, Matt, from the Real Film Nerds, and I'm Mysterious Mike, and we're going to be talking about one of my favorite Christmas movies, Die Hard. Now, Mike, what episode is it? So it is episode 201, and this one is also number 74, because we talked about this on the 30th anniversary in uh, 2018, December of 2018. Right, and we were, we told all our listeners we're going to do it every year, and we did not do it last year, so guess what? We're back with a vengeance. Oh, man, that was a great tie-in there with the, the third movie in this series. Now, I don't know your feelings on two, but... I like Die Hard with a Vengeance a lot. I, it might be my favorite Die Hard movie, and it's because of my brother from another mother, Sam Jackson. Yeah, I really liked a Die Hard with a Vengeance as well. It was such uh, a good dichotomy with uh, Sam L. Jackson's character, Zeus, and uh, John McClane, uh, Bruce Willis. They really played off each other well. I, I, I It just looked great like kind of fun i mean i think they both had fun with it it came off like they were having fun it was a really good action comedy it had a lot of comedy in it it really did but mike we're not here to talk about die hard 3 we need to review that though this year that's what we might do in the future we'll do a tributary on die hard with a vengeance we should work our way though we should do two and then we'll do three but so mike do you want me to uh, break down the original die hard from 1988 yes matt why don't you go ahead and do that um, and then we'll uh, talk more about Die Hard, my favorite Christmas movie. All right, Mike. So Die Hard is directed by John McTiernan. It's written by Roderick Thorpe and Jeb Stewart. It stars Bruce Willis, the always incredible, rest in peace, Alan Rickman, Bonnie Bedelia, and of course everyone's neighborhood police officer next door neighbor reginald vel johnson better known from family matters all right mike here is a little synopsis of die hard for those of you who have been living under a rock or a skyscraper for the past 30 years a new york police officer tries to save his wife and several others taken hostage by German terrorists during a Christmas party at the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. All right, man. That was that was a wonderful rundown. Uh, I think I think you're in the running to be my replacement. You, I, I think you said everybody's name right, so I guess I guess you're in. Does that mean the talent is is gone, Mike? I am not replacing you ever. You have to stay around because. I talk a lot as it is, and if I had to have a conversation with myself outside of my head, this would be a really long podcast. I mean, because there's at least three or four people swimming around up there, and that's not including this, Matt. So, All right, Matt. So, you know, July 15th, 1988 should be, you know, a date that everybody remembers because that's when the world changed. That's when we were gifted this movie for all of time. It should be a national holiday. It should be a national holiday. 
I mean, we already have July 4th. July 15th sounds like another good one. Christmas in July. July 15th. Die Ooh, Hard Day. Yeah, mm-hmm. Die Hard Day. Yeah, all right. All right, we could do that. All right, Mike. So I was discussing this before we started recording. I have to bring it up. The discussion today on the radio was probably one of the best discussions I've ever had with Lisa, and I prepared her for it, and we planned it out a little bit. Um, the discussion and the topic was, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? She had her listeners call in and uh, vote if it is or if it isn't, and guess who even got in on it, Mike? Guess who even called on my behalf? Um, Your mother? Mama Hinshaw, yep. Mama Hinshaw called in to the Prescott radio station that she doesn't even get down back home, and she called in and commented. It was hilarious. I am going to include her interview because Lisa, the best radio host in the business, sent it to me as well, so I can put it on the end of our podcast. That's great, man. That'll be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, our listeners will should enjoy it as well. All right, Mike. So you want to hear my arguments on why... Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Now, I know you believe it is a Christmas movie, 100%. I, Lisa played the devil's advocate. I think she does believe it's a Christmas mu- movie, but she just didn't want to admit it. We're you know fighting, fighting it out and made for good radio. But uh, here you go, Mike. All right, these are the arguments I presented to her. <clears throat> <clears throat> All right, go. Got to get the vid out of my throat, you know, the vid frog. Yes, All right, the vid so frog. Die Hard. Oh, sorry. What did you say, Mike? No, no, no. It's fine. Fine. I was just it's saying, fine. yes, the, 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 the vid frog. Vid frog, yeah. <clears throat> All right. So Die Hard has 19 Christmas tree shots, has 15 unique Christmas decorations, it has 12 Christmas carols, and it has 14 uses of the word Christmas. Now, do you want to hear about one of my comparisons in my argument? Uh, absolutely, Matt. Well, what other movie are you comparing it against? Mike, this is a holiday classic that is always, always related to Christmas. Mike, Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, you ready? This will yeah. be shocking to you. Okay. Hit me. Hit me, Matt. Miracle on 34th Street only has one shot of a Christmas tree. It only has three shots of Christmas decorations. It only has four Christmas carols. And best of all, it only has eight uses of the word Christmas. Wow, that's shocking, man. That's shocking. But I've always thought Die Hard was a Christmas movie. And, you know, you're just proving it more and more with facts. Right, exactly. That's what I was presenting on the radio. Now, here's the kicker, though, and I helped Lisa out a little bit. I probably shouldn't have, but I helped her out a little bit. Die Hard also has 20 murders and 26 (laughs) F-bombs. Yeah, Yeah, so it's not a family Christmas movie. Depends on the family. If it's my family, we drop at least 100 F-bombs a day around the holidays. (laughs) <laughs> all right well i mean i guess to each his own so and we never have 20 murders but i'm not going to disclose uh how many we do have because statute of limitations and all that you know 
Yes, yes. Uh, are you related to uh, like a Tony Soprano type? Uh, no comment. I plead the fifth. <laughs> okay, man. Well, I guess that's an interesting uh, take on it, Matt. I. It's cool to see that it has so many references. I I've never counted them and took taken the time, and and that's amazing, Matt. That. It's more of a Christmas movie than Miracle on 34th Street, which is a Christmas classic. So, well, I, Mike, not to make you feel bad about this, but um, I was able to do all this because I was able to watch it in 4K. Oh man, that's nice. That's nice. I I don't have 4K, Matt. You know, you you keep rubbing it in, keep rubbing it in. Just salt in the wound. I was just throwing back to our podcast last week, where episode 200. We could have done something cool and special, but instead we talked about TVs and LCD screens for, you know, 20 minutes of the podcast. Oh, speaking of that, I don't know if you can see it. Uh, we'll see if you can see it. But uh, I had a massive fail on Thursday, and I'm very upset. <gasps> oh, dude. What that happened? That is my brand new telephone. I have never broken a screen. I have never dropped my phone ever. And when I do drop my phone, it usually lands fine. I was out showing houses on Thursday. I dropped my phone. It hit on the corner. You can see, look, you can see right there. I'm sh- holding my phone up to the camera oh, for those yeah. of you out there. Yep, yep, you see yep. where it hit on the corner? Yes. My protector failed. And I left a hell of a review on Amazon with the picture and everything. And so uh, the fun part is I can't get a replacement screen. And I've been dealing with this since Thursday with my phone insurance which i actually am glad i have now but they're probably going to charge me two hundred dollars to replace it for a 350 dollars phone so it's getting kind of ridiculous oh the yes the uh deductible for the insurance is quite high these days uh i'm sorry matt well and it's only a 350 dollars phone and the problem is it's 20 dollars to replace the screen nobody has them and they are back ordered everywhere I know. I have made the phone calls to places in Phoenix and up here in Prescott and across the state trying to see if anybody has them. They're like, nope, and we can't even get them. Man, that's disappointing. So it's like only the OEMs have them at the actual factory in, in uh, likely China or Taiwan, wherever it's assembled, and and that's that's it. Well, It's crazy because my phone's not that old. It came out this year. It came out like april may ish somewhere around around there it's a pixel for those of you who do not know i have a pixel 4a i don't have the 4a 5g just a regular 4a it's a great phone it was a great price i'm very very happy with it but doing research the case is crap the one i bought so i'm gonna get a better case the second one one of the reasons why the phone is so cheap the lcd screen is very brittle oh that's disappointing and that is proven, and people have said it, and Google even admitted it. So anyways, all right, I don't want to keep talking about screens, but I was very upset because I am on phones for five days straight, and I really need my phone. It's very hard to work with it that jacked up, but I, it's, I've been able to do it so far. So hopefully a Christmas miracle will happen, and they will get me a phone before everything shuts down, but I doubt it. So all right, Mike, go ahead. Your turn to talk now. Whew. <laughs> All right. Well, so to get us back on topic, Die Hard. So, Matt, normally we, we kind of uh, talk about the movie a little bit here and there, and then, you know, I ask you, what are you drinking and stuff, and we're going to do that here in a second, but I think because this movie, we've already reviewed it once, and it, it is a Christmas classic in our mind, I think we can just go straight into the spoilers. What do you think, Matt? 
Uh, definitely. I was hoping we were just going to have a discussion about trivia because I know you looked a lot of it up. I have no problem spoiling it because if at this point in your life you have not seen Die Hard, you probably should not be listening to the Real Film Nerds podcast because I am shocked it wasn't like one of our very first episodes, but I think saving it for the 30th anniversary and Christmas was a very, very wise choice, Mike. Well, of course, I agree, man. You know, it's one of my favorite movies. But I think instead of just having it 24 hours a day on Christmas on the 30th anniversary, like they did on IFC, I think they should do that every year. I think it should always be on, I don't know what channel, I mean, IFC or whatever. I mean, it just just be streaming, you know, all the time, you know, just have it on loop. Mike, it should be on all the channels except for TBS. They can have their A Christmas Story. Okay, just, yeah. (laughs) CNN, Die Hard. Fox News, Die Hard. ESPN, Die Hard. Hey, you know, that'd be kind of nice. Everybody would be united. It's a national treasure, Mike. Die Hard is a national treasure. (laughs) I believe it is, Matt. I do. It should be, uh, I don't know if this movie's been inducted to the, uh, the, what, what is it, in Congress? uh like library don't they of congress? like yeah the library of congress when they they like archive certain like uh works of art and stuff like like movies and things uh, i this better be in there i'm not sure if it is mike i think you should start a petition uh what is that website where you can do that the online petition website <laughs> it's just to start a petition on anything yeah yeah there's one where you can start a petition on basically anything yeah because they were going to get, you know, they did that one to remake Star Wars, The Last Jedi. They've done, like, petitions for, like, everything. Nothing okay. ever comes of it. But I think if we start one titled, Real Film Nerds Want Die Hard in the Library of Congress, maybe we'll get a couple more listeners. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be a good headline, right? You know? We should do it, Matt. Yes. and I, I, I need, agree. I, I, I um... I've just been so hyped about Die Hard, I forgot to ask you, Matt. What are you drinking? <sighs> well, Mike, today I'm doing something special. It is the season. It is Die Hard. It is Christmas. This is probably our last podcast of the year. Mike, I'm busting out with a little bit of one of my favorite sweet treats. This is a little bit of the... uh buffalo traces bourbon cream and it is delightful oh nice man that sounds that sounds great that sounds like a good christmas drink goes great in coffee um i personally like it just straight up so to each their own i keep my bottle though of bourbon cream in the fridge so it is chilled ah okay all right nice very nice man do you have a special diehard ipa no no, that, that'd be fun. Like, you could make a whole series, like a Nakatomi Tower. You could have, like, a, uh, you know... Uh, Hans Gruber Red Ale. Yeah. <laughs> you, could have, you could have a whole series of, of different ones. Because like he, he's splattered. Yeah. <laughs> the John McClane. Uh, you could have, you know, uh, the Twinkie edition. Like, you could have all kinds of fun stuff in this. Um, Matt, I am drinking a, so it's not an IPA. So I guess that in itself is special. Two weeks in a row, man. 
Yeah, uh, I'm drinking uh, Leinenkugel's uh, Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Ooh, that sounds good. Snowdrift Vanilla Porter. Yeah, I I grabbed a Vanilla Porter the other day for uh, Family Day. Awesome. Very nice. Um, so Matt, uh, I guess, I, I guess I should just start busting out some trivia. So, um, there's lots of things that a lot of people know already about this movie, but I, I tried to find some stuff that was deeper, uh, a little bit less known. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course. Of course. Sorry, Matt, you're that's not getting any Rennie requisites. From you know, that's what she said for this episode. We're now over 200, so it's on, it's back. Okay, Matt. So, uh, Matt, did you catch up, catch on uh, the design cues on the interior of the office? It was supposed to look like a, f- a certain famous uh, uh, architect that um, built something on your uh, alma mater's campus, dude. Really, Frank Lloyd, right? Yeah. Because that's kind of hard to narrow down, but I know that's probably where you were going. A lot of, uh, I don't know if you know this, Mike, not to get into ASU trivia, but uh, we had a frat row that was built in the 40s, 50s, 60s, somewhere in there. And they called it New Row when I was there because Old Row, where all the old frat houses were, were built in the 1800s. So these were the new ones because they were only built in the 40s or 50s or 60s. Nice. I don't remember exactly, but they actually had each one of the m- most famous architects at the time design each frat house, and Frank Lloyd Wright designed one. And guess what uh, my favorite ASU president of all time did? Tear it down. He came in and bulldozed the whole motherfucking place. I hate Michael Crow with a passion. Always have. I had two years of Michael Crow. I had two years of Laddie Core. I preferred Laddie Core all day long. Anyways, yeah. All that history just gone, wiped out. It's now a parking lot. So uh, there's uh, a famous piece of work from uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. I guess most of his stuff is famous, but uh, is the Waterfall House. Uh, oh, a lot dude, of that's the one office, of my favorites. Yeah. A lot of the office design is uh, is kind of inspired by that. So I thought that was kind of neat, Matt. I knew that you kind of had a tie-in to some of the architectural stuff from ASU, so I thought I'd mention that. I thought that was neat. Um, I've always been a big fan of Frank Lloyd Wright and architecture, partially being in Arizona, but I don't know if you know this, Mike. When I was a kid, before uh, I really committed to deciding what I wanted to do as I grew up, I actually wanted to be an architect for a while. Probably. Oh, el- no, I didn't know that. Yeah, probably elementary school age. Uh, first, I wanted to my my career choices growing up as a kid. I mean, I still remember them. I wanted to be a cartoonist. I wanted to draw comic books. Was my first decision. Architect was my second. Third was video game designer, which I attempted, uh, at least in college. And then fourth was a photographer, which I successfully did. Oh, okay, yeah, awesome. So, anyways, all right, Mike, back on with the trivia. Unless you want me. To ask you my trivia question. Uh, I, I do, but not quite yet, Matt. Okay. Um, so a bunch of people, you know, when Fox was casting for this, they wanted this to be, uh, you know, ha- you know, be an action movie. So they were looking at all the A-list actors that could do action movies, you know, like 
Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mel Gibson, Sylvester Stallone, all those guys. They even looked at Richard Dean Anderson. Could you see MacGyver as John McClane? He would have definitely made a lot more money in his life if he became John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's another thing. Speaking of money, Bruce Willis, uh, a relatively uh, unknown, uh, was a comedic actor at the time working on the, the um, uh, show Moonlighters. And they just... Um, they're like, oh, okay, yeah, we'll 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 cast you in this, and uh, we'll give you a salary of five million, five million, nineteen eighty-eight, dude. That's so much money. I'd be okay with that. Yeah, I I remember the the discussions about it that he was doing Moonlighters, and he also was doing soap operas, right? Daytime yeah, I think soaps. So, yeah. And they were like, dude, that guy is not an action star. Why are you hiring that guy? That doesn't make any sense. He doesn't look anything special. He doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone or any of those guys. So why the hell are you hiring this guy? And uh, everybody had massive doubts. And now turned around, he's one of the biggest action stars to ever walk across this earth because he's not one of these giant freaks like Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. He was almost the everyday man. And that's what made it so special. I think that did help uh, contribute to the success of this movie. He was just a normal guy, just trying to stuck in a couple bad situations that just kept getting worse. And you know, so um, you know, uh, the uh, <laughs> there was also some weird rights with this movie, Matt. With Frank Sinatra was also uh, offered the the starring role because he had starred in a movie that was related to this that was like 20 years earlier i think it was called dangerous or lived something dangerous right based and, on the original novel right yeah yeah there was like a, a, a the detective and yeah anyway he had first rights and he of course passed on him he was 74 at the time that this came out so he wasn't gonna do no action movie at 74 i mean who does he think he is liam neeson <laughs> No, he's no transporter. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he's no taken. He can't. We couldn't have taken on in a skyscraper. That's right. Oh what? no! Did did I just did I screw up the name of one of his movies? Didn't he have a movie called Transporter? No, that's uh, what's his face? No, um, that's the right. That's the other one. That's the British dude. Nonstop. Um, yeah, nonstop uh, was the one I was thinking about. Oh yeah, Sorry. nonstop is the the taken on a plane. Yeah, I just screwed up the name of it. No, Transporter is um, Jason Statham. Yeah, yeah, your boy Jason, Jay Sizzle. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Matt, you know that's one thing that ha- that Liam Neeson hasn't done, taken in a skyscraper. Well, The Rock tried to do a rehash of Die Hard and it failed miserably, and we reviewed that. I don't remember what podcast that was, but God, that movie was bad. Oh, that movie was terrible. Skyscraper. Yeah, original freaking name. The poster, <laughs> God, I remember they were making fun of it when they first did it. Remember, I even used it on our podcast website. The poster, uh, someone did a rip of the poster at Die Hard, and I put it on the podcast website. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, Realfilmers.com. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think even um, the marketing for this, they didn't even believe in Bruce Willis. Uh, so they just featured the building. They just featured the Nakatomi Tower for for the advertising. And then once it started to do a little well, they they kind of threw him in there. They like just 
imposed him. <laughs> so it's kind of funny. All right, Mike. You ready? Can you handle it? Oh, I hope so. I hope so. All right, Mike. How does your favorite movie in the whole wide world next to Jaws relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? All right, Matt, because I can, I'm, I'm going to use the same reference that I used when I reviewed this last time in episode 74. Brett Boats uh, works in the art department on this movie, uh, worked for uh, storyboards for uh, Captain America. All right, Mike, I'll allow it, just because I know you had a very hard time finding him the first go around, so... Yes, uh, I would challenge uh, our audience of uh, three to five people to, uh, you know, try and see if you can find somebody else who related to the MCU on this one. I think that'd be fun. Definitely. Find it. Hit us up. Let us know. Austin, I'm looking at you, brother. Hit it up. Well, all right, Mike. What else would you like to discuss about Die Hard? Do you have some more trivia for us or uh, do you want to move on to our ratings? Uh, I think, I think I covered a lot of the trivia also on the first, um, podcast too, and I'm trying not to repeat too much stuff. So, uh, we, we can go on to the ratings, but I mean, well, I it's got, pretty simple I, for me. I got one. Did we talk about Alan Rickman on the first one? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, we did. We, we, we talked about, uh, you know, this was his, uh, feature film debut. Well, and also the stunt at the very end, he really did it. Did I talk about that? The uh, the falling from the building thing. Yes. So Alan, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. yeah go Alan for it. Rickman did the actual did the stunt, and it, obviously he didn't fall off the entire building. They dropped him like twenty feet or fifteen feet or something, which is still a pretty good fall. That's still falling off like a one and a half to two stories tall building. And the stunt guy uh, was up there and had Alan Rickman doing his thing and everything, and he's like, "All right, we're going to count to three. And then we'll drop you. And the stunt guy counted one and dropped him. And so the look on his face is his true look of sheer terror. And Alan Rickman, after that point, would not talk to the stunt coordinator for the rest of the movie, if not the rest of his life, because he was so mad. Well, I mean, it did have a very genuine uh, look of terror on his face. And then, uh, you know, apparently, talking about Alan Rickman, there there was a piece of trivia. So... um. The director of this movie, McTiernan, he wanted the blanks to be like more, I don't know, loud or realistic or something. So they were like super loud, like deafening loud. And every time Alan Rickman would shoot his gun, he would like make this weird face or whatever. So that's why anytime he shoots in the movie, they cut like immediately because they're trying to get rid of his his fate like they couldn't flinched. get him yeah like they couldn't get him to do yeah and then uh also uh bruce willis suffered uh, a hearing loss uh doing the scene where he shoots the gun right by his face oh yeah he suffered permanent hearing loss uh because it was so loud um that poor bastard everybody knows you're supposed to suffer permanent hearing loss at a metallica concert or a seven dust concert or a slayer concert 
or a Rage Against the Machine concert or a Ghost concert or all of them put together. Right, Mike? What? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my hearing's not so great, but I think yours is probably worse than mine, maybe. I don't know, because you've, you've been to a lot more shows than I have. Yeah, I, I definitely try and just stand right next to the speakers. Like I like to lean in a little bit. Yeah, put your head right up next to it. I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. It feels good. I like the vibrations. It's massaging. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so I guess that's a little bit more trivia, man. I, you, you got me going again. There's just there's a ton of stuff about this movie uh, over the years since since the I, I think the fandom has gotten more and more for this being a Christmas movie and everything. It's there's more and more stuff being released. Uh, people just say stuff. Uh, Bruce Willis gets asked different things, you know, in interviews and he just talks about stuff. So, um, uh, like Val Johnson's character, I think part of the reason that there's all these Johnsons in the, in the, uh, movie was just to, just a joke, like kind of like an inside <laughs> joke. So like, that's why there's like Johnson and Johnson, no relation. <laughs> like, <laughs> no relation. Well, no shit. <laughs> but, all right, Mike. So don't spoil all the trivia because you need to save some up for a year from now. Well, you know, I got to just keep digging. I just got to keep digging deep, Matt. Isn't that what she said? Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> I gave you that long pause. You, you, had, you had to do it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Again, that's what she said. All right, Mike. I know what your rating is. Do you remember what your rating is? Uh, five reels out of five. Very good, Mike. Very good. Do you remember what my rating is, Mike? Five out of five. No negative Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. <laughs> uh, four and a half out of four five? and a half. Four and a half. Yep. So I'm sticking with it. You're sticking with yours. Have you? I mean, you can't go up to ten, Mike. We only go up to five. So, but have you come down on your rewatch of Die Hard? Oh, oh, not rewatch. You're what, 39, 40, 45 ish amount of rewatch this this year alone? This month alone? I've definitely been watching as much as I can, any any spare second. Uh I do have a little baby, so it's like although I want him to know die hard as well as I do, I've got to give him a little bit more time until he so he can understand the deep intricacies of John McClane and the terrorists and stuff, so it's like you know, just got to wait until he can understand everything. Next year, Halloween costume, baby John McClane. That'd be funny. That'd be really funny. I don't know. What would he just have a tank top on and like some blood? A torn up tank top pants. You have to get a little gun and then paint like his the bottom of his feet red. <laughs> okay. That'd be kind of funny. It would be awesome taped a little like a little teeny gun in his back oh like, yeah they, there you go yeah get like a little gi joe gun and like tape it in the middle of his back yeah oh dude perfect mike i want this this will go viral do it do it man it's gonna be amazing flynn will love it <laughs> he might not love it when he's older i'm like oh dude he come on come on he's sitting there in high school he's like yeah my dad's kind of a badass he dressed me up as john mcclain when i was two <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That I mean, okay. We'll think about it, Matt. We'll think about it. That's that is a pretty cool costume. I have to admit. 
Well, all right, kids. Uh, that concludes Real Film Nerds episode number 201. Next week, I think we're going to take a break. Mike is going on his third vacation of the year. Yeah, must be nice. I, I'll get one eventually. I, I don't even know what it means. All my vacations are usually just to come and see you. And that's once every five years. I mean, you know, whenever you get married or Halloween, you know, uh, horror fest. Yes, yes, yes. I got you. Well, um, you know, man, uh, this year, if if it wasn't COVID, you know, you could have come by and, and maybe maybe this coming year you can come to the horror fest. Dude, I want to. I really want to. We should we should go to, you know, well, I won't disclose which one we go to, but there's only two. So you have to figure that one out. There's one in LA and there's one in uh, Orlando. So, well, the way things are going, uh, California may not ever be open again, but yeah, who knows? Hey, there it's open enough to where they're trickling out and moving to Arizona. So well, are they allowed to cross the the line? Like, is there's not like a police guards? Like, not if they keep doing it. Everyone that's NRA members from Arizona is going to start lining up on the Arizona border with California and turn around, turn around. <laughs> <laughs> They're moving here in mass. It's crazy. Are they going to have to? Uh, is Arizona going to have to build a wall? Yes. Yeah, we need to get financing. Build a wall. We're instead of a wall on the south border, we're going to do south and west. Maybe a little north, too. We're just going to wall the whole state. Stay out. <laughs> no, the, honestly, Arizona's not even in the top three of where Californians are moving. We're up there, though. But I think we're like fourth or fifth. It's um, Texas, Idaho, and um, Utah are the top threes. Idaho, huh? Mm-hmm. huh? Okay. I mean, I don't know a lot about Idaho, but... Um. Well, Idaho's very pretty like Northern California, so a lot of the Northern California people are going to Idaho because they want to keep that nice pines and... Except for oh. snow. They have lots of snow in Idaho. Oh, okay. I, I just thought that's where potatoes come from, and that's it. Uh, Yeah, they do. Some of them. Yeah, some of the potatoes. The good potatoes, right? According to the commercials? Yes. So, all right, Mike, for Real Film Nerds episode 202, which we're pretty sure we're not going to do next week... Because, again, Mike's going to be gone on vacation. We can do a podcast from wherever, but it just it's a lot more difficult when we do it on the road when we don't have our own setups and things. So um, I'm not doing the radio next week. Radio is uh, off next week. So first week in January, the start of the new year, I say we started off right, Mike, because there is a huge movie that is finally coming out on Christmas, Wonder Woman 1984. I agree, man. I definitely think we should see it. I'm going to try and see it in the theater, though, even though I can watch it on HBO Max currently, or, well, on, on Christmas Day. I think I'm going to try and go see it in the theater, man, because uh, poor theaters, man. We just got to keep them around. I have not done pre-sale tickets. I hardly ever do pre-sale tickets unless it's the wars. But my plan also is to take my beautiful girlfriend to go watch Wonder Woman 1984 in the movie theater as well. I don't know if we're actually going to go on Christmas because Christmas, for those of you who have never seen a movie on Christmas, is actually one of the movie theater's busiest days of the year. So we'll probably wait until maybe like a Sunday or a Monday night and we'll go. All right, Matt, that sounds great. That should be a fun date movie and uh, I'll probably take Mags with me as well if we can find somebody to watch the the little one. But 
uh, on this this vacation, uh, we will have an opportunity, I think, to be able to allow somebody to watch the kid for a few hours and give us a couple minutes of break. So uh, I think we're going to try and do it. Perfect. Are you going to try and go see it in, um, not IMAX, the other one, the Dolby one? What's the Dolby one? Uh, Atmos? Yes, Dolby Atmos. Dolby Atmos. Yeah, you're going to go see it in Atmos? I don't know. We'll have to see uh, in the neck of the woods where we're going. You know, we're going to be out of town, so uh, our local knowledge will be moot. Uh, I'll I'll just have to Google it and stuff and figure out what's around, but um, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I'll go watch it in whatever regular 4K is at my local theater, so I think it'll be good. It'll be nice to get back in the theater. I miss it. I miss it dearly. I also will probably watch it maybe... I might watch it day of on Christmas just because I'm so anxious, but I don't know. I think they might have a lot of problems because I don't think HBO Max's uh, servers are quite up to snuff like Netflix. So I don't know if it can take the amount of traffic they're going to get, honestly. I think we're going to have a day of no HBO Max on Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it's it's smart to release it on Christmas, but it's also everyone is off. Everyone. The whole internet is going to be watching that. I, I we'll see we'll see I'm gonna I might log in just to see if I can get it to start up we'll see I don't know but anyways all right well thanks everyone you know for listening uh have a merry Christmas happy holidays uh whatever holiday you celebrate religiously or non-religiously me uh myself I celebrate a festivus for the rest of us Nice, nice, nice Seinfeld uh, reference, Matt. I I seriously do celebrate it, Mike. I have a galvanized aluminum pole that I put in my living room. I eat meatloaf. And the hard part, though, is I can't do the strengths, the feats of strength, because I have no one else living in my house. And I also can't ever do the airing of grievances. Um, I've learned, though, that I can do it through text or phone calls. And that seems to work okay. But it's not the same as doing it to their face. I thought you could just air your grievances to Alexa. Like, hey, Alexa, I'm going to air my grievances to you. I tried that once. It started making a really weird shopping list on my Amazon. And now you will not believe the kind of ads I get on Facebook. It's ridiculous. Things for machetes, ropes, lime. It's just, it's horrible. It's horrible, Mike. So I learned, I did that one one year and I, I had to stop. Okay. All right. All right. Um... Well, that's cool. Uh, Festivus is is unique. Uh, very unique, man. So, cool. Well, all right, Mike, you got anything else? Uh, no, uh, I guess this will probably be... It'll be the new year, probably, when we do the next one, Matt. So, will it, will it be in the new year, yep. or will it still be this year? Nope, yeah, it'll new be year. the new year. Yeah, because this, all right, all right. this so, is 23rd, we're skipping the 30th, and it'll be January of 2021. Hopefully, a uh, much better year than 2020. Yeah. Well, then Merry New Year and uh, Happy Christmas, everybody. Perfect. Perfect. Well, all right, everyone. Don't forget to check us out on all the so- social medias, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks. Um, even though we don't have a giveaway yet, we have some brewing for January. So stay tuned for that. But I always like to give a little bit of a shout out for Paramount Pictures because they have been supporting us by giving us movies all year, which has been wonderful. So again, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. We will see you in 2021. 
Don't forget, stay tuned. Listen to my mama talk and listen to Lee's Alive and Local debate about if Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Thanks again. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie. Matthew Hinshaw calling. Matthew Hinshaw calling. Magic 99.1. Hi, Matt. Well, Lisa, I clearly see that your Christmas gift is still working well. <laughs> I love me some caller ID. Because, you know, last week when I answered it and it wasn't you, I was very embarrassed. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> oh, I love it. How you doing, Matt? I'm living the dream. How are you? You know what? You say Lisa? that every week. Are you really living the dream, Matt? Or do I sense a note of sarcasm in your tone? I'll leave that up to your imagination. <laughs> I know you pretty well. I I know what you're saying. But you did catch the movies it, over the weekend, didn't you? Yeah, I watched I watched an incredible Christmas movie, the best Christmas movie ever made. Oh my gosh. It's a wonderful life? No, Die Hard. <laughs> Matt, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Lisa, I'm here to prove you wrong. No. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, Matt. Okay, you ready? You ready to hear some numbers? Yeah. Okay. So in Die Hard, and I'm good thing you brought up Miracle on 34th Street because that's who I'm going to compare it to. Okay. In Die Hard, there are 19 shots of Christmas trees. <laughs> there are there are 15 unique Christmas decorations. Okay. There are 12 instances of Christmas carols, <laughs> and there are 14 uses of the word Christmas. 14. Okay, wait a minute. Compare that to Miracle on 34th Street. How many How many times did they say Christmas in that movie? Okay, so here you go. Ready? Oh, God. Miracle on 34th Street says has one Christmas tree in it. Oh. It has three Christmas decorations. Oh. It has four Christmas carols, and it has eight uses of the word Christmas. Okay, well, I've got some reasons why Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. Matt, it could be set I, I, on literally any other day of the year and be the same exact movie. That, that, that's true. But yes, you true. Know, the, the, other, the other argument, too, why it's not a Christmas movie, because I'll help you out with this, it, it also has 20 murders. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't need and, your help, Matt. I'm getting to those. <laughs> and, and it has uh, 26 F-bombs. Oh, see? Oh. And did you do the counting? Yeah, you of did. course I you did. did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, too, way too violent. Christmas, there's no place in Christmas for automatic weapons or handguns or hanging people by chains. Now, or it, blowing you know, out, wait, 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 or blowing out brains. Saw that last night, too. <laughs> I'm glad you watched it this week. That's I did. Awesome. I did. I did. Well, now, okay, here's my argument. It might not be a family Christmas movie, but it's still a Christmas movie. No, it's not a Christmas mu- movie. There was no dramatic Christmas dinner table scene. None whatsoever. That's true. Yeah, none whatsoever. That's it's true. bad for your blood pressure. I mean, Christmas movies should be lovely and peaceful with mistletoe kissing at the end. Well, there was kissing at the end. <laughs> yeah, there was kissing. And you know what? He was all and bloody and she's kiss she was like French kissing him and he was all bloody. That was really gross. And COVID was on my mind the entire time I watched this movie. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thank gosh this movie took place in 1988. I know, it absolutely did. And I have to tell you, the mom and me came out because I'm like, oh my God, he's going to cut his foot. He's barefoot. And then what did he do? He cut his foot. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, that's one of the most horrific scenes in the whole movie, ask me. I can't even, I have such a hard time watching that, him running over glass barefoot. I'm just like, oh, cringeworthy. Right. I got a little sliver of glass in my hand the other day. I mean, just tiny little thing, and it hurt really bad. I was like, I can't imagine my feet. Yeah, no, that was a really, really bad scene. The best part of the whole movie was Bruce Willis's hair. <laughs> yes, that's right. For you youngsters out there, Bruce Willis did have hair. He absolutely did. A nice big head of hair. So there you go. All right, Matt, how many reels are you gonna give your favorite Christmas movie? I know you I know you can't stand it, but I love this movie. I, I give it four and a half reels. It's amazing. Four and a half reels. What makes it so amazing? It's it kick started the action genre to a whole nother level, you yeah, know? Like yeah. Bruce Willis, like, they wanted to actually replace Bruce Willis, and it kicked off his whole career as an action star. And now look at what he does. He's been in so many action movies. Yeah, okay, I I do believe that. He uh, he actually said in a speech that uh, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. He said it himself. He said, it's a bleep, bleep Bruce Willis movie. Would you agree with that? It is a Bruce Willis movie, that's for go. sure. But I, I don't agree. It is a Christmas movie because <laughs> he's he's sacrificing himself to save all these people he's never met. I mean, he could have just walked away, you know? Christmas is about the birth of baby Jesus, Matt. <laughs> well, he's giving. He's sacrificing himself. <sighs> okay, okay. This argument obviously is not going anywhere. You're going to give it four and a half reels. I give it, you know, yeah. it was entertaining. I give it probably two. Two? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? Can we still be besties? You know, yeah, always. Of course. <laughs> of course. Just because we have different opinions doesn't mean we don't like there each other. There you go. Hey, that's something we learned this year for sure, right? I think what you should do is you should take a poll or have your listeners call in All and right. say okay, fair if enough. it is or isn't the Christmas Let's movie. Let's do it. Let's do it. 445-9910. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie or not? Let's see what the people say. Matt Hinshaw from the Real Film Nerds podcast. As always, it's a pleasure. I hope you have a very, very, very Merry Christmas. You too, Lisa. Have a wonderful Christmas, and I hope all your listeners do as well. Okay, thank you, and uh, we'll chat with you in 2021. Sounds great, Lisa. Or I'll call you with the results from uh, from Die Hard not being a Christmas movie. You mean definitely being a Christmas <laughs> movie, and your listeners responding in mass. Okay, 445-9910. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, Lisa. You're welcome. Good morning, Matt Jake, 99.1. Who's this? Hi, this is Matt Hinshaw's mom. (laughs) I'm Matt Hinshaw's mom. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine, even if I am COVIDing. I just had to say, I agree with Matt that this is a sort of a Christmas movie, except no kid under 15 should watch it. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Mom, did Matt pay you to say this? Be honest. No, 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 he didn't. I'm baking him cookies, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, I think this was um, almost as sad as Mel Gibson's new movie, Santa Would cry. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Santa would cry if Santa saw this movie and that we all called it a Christmas movie, right? 
Oh, oh yeah, I think so, you know, but Matt looks at things through a different light. Yes, he does. We love Matt so much. We love having him on the show, and I still don't believe he didn't pay you to call, but I'll let you go with this one, Mom. You have a wonderful Christmas. Yes, Merry Christmas. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Matt, you still don't win. (laughs) Anybody agree with Matt's mom? 445-9910.